Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Kevin Harrington. I've been wanting to do this interview for a very long time. Kevin is hes amazing. All the things he's done, uh, just to go through his track record, if you don't know Kevin Harrington, uh, he's been a successful entrepreneur for over the last 40 years. Original shark on the hit show Shark Tank. Uh, he's an inventor of the infomercial as seen on TV pioneer. He's launched over 20 businesses that have grown to over $100 million in sales each. He has been involved in more than a dozen public companies and has launched over 500 products generating more than $5 billion in sales. That's $5 billion. He's a superstar. And what most people don't know is on his background. I mean, he, I mean, when I read his book, and studied him. I mean, I, he reminded me of myself just growing up. I mean, he grew up in a family business. His dad was in the bar business. And then at a young age, I mean, he went through and he uh, uh, did a seal coating business in Ohio. And then he went to do a refrigeration business. And then he got into selling different businesses. Um, and then he got into the infomercial industry, which led him to many other things. And then also Shark Tank. He talks about that journey. And he shares with you everything he's learned, and the one big thing I love they said as a young age, and big advice for you young entrepreneurs is the curiosity overload. He'll talk about that and how to stay focused as an entrepreneur, all the different things that are coming at you. He gives you advice on how to have success on Shark Tank, and then also he talks to you about how you can try to win the pitch competition at Young Entrepreneur Convention. He's telling you what he's looking out for. He's going to be at that event April 23rd. He'll be speaking. He'll be the judge of the final final round for the pitch competition. And also, he's going to be there throughout the whole day. He's launching his newest book, Put a Shark in Your Tank, launching it live from the event. You're going to get a chance to actually get to work with him that day. There's some other opportunities we have, but we're launching live from the event, and he talks about that as well. There's a lot in this show. I mean, this guy, this is... <laughs> Today, I'd say this is one of my best shows, so you are definitely going to tune for this. I'm excited. I'm stoked. This is going to be awesome, so let's jump right into it. Let's jump into the show with Kevin Harrington with Shark Tank. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, I have Kevin Harrington. Kevin, how's it going, buddy? Hey, great, Brandon. Great to be with you today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. You know, I've been wanting to do this interview for a long time. Actually, like eight months ago or more, I, I read your book, um, and I I just studied you and my mentor, Kex Jack Berenger, uh, well, made a deal with you in Shark Tank, and I've always been fond of what you've done and how you're basically, I mean, true young entrepreneur growing up. You were an entrepreneur, you grew up in the business, for your dad's bar business, and also going through the things you did. So it's exciting 
and uh, to hear your story. So I want you to share with the audience where you got started in entrepreneurship growing up in the, the bar business and how it led you up to your college career. Well, it you know, Brandon, I think it, it always helps to have um, an entrepreneurial uh, family, uh, so to speak. I, I call my father my first mentor. So, I, you know, you mentioned Cactus Jack is your mentor. I've actually known Cactus for 30 years. So what a, what a great guy and a great mentor to have. Um, but um, my father, when I was 11, I worked in his restaurants and, and I would see the hours that he put in. But, but this was what was amazing. He, he would work 70, 80 hours a week. Um, you know, they'd open for lunch um, and he would get there before open. And then they closed at 2.30 in the morning because they had a late night bar business. And so um, he would literally work that, you know, 15 hour shift, um, you know, getting in before they open yeah. lunch. And, you know, so do the math. And you can see that, you know, uh, it, it adds up pretty quick. It's a long week. But but uh, even in his spare time, if there is such a thing, he would get the rights to um, we had the he, he bought the rights to magic fingers, uh, a little massaging um, uh, um, uh, thing that went in between the, the bed and the, and the box springs. Uh, yeah. Quarter in and, it, and we've installed these in all the holiday inns in Cincinnati, Ohio. So here I was at 11 working in the bars and then installing magic fingers. Then we had a, a vinyl repair business. And, I, you know, I was always, you know, um, exposed to all these different entrepreneurial things. So it was just amazing for me to see this. I got very um, excited about being an entrepreneur. So when I was in high school, I started a, a driveway sealing business. And, you know, in Cincinnati, when it got cold, if you had a crack in your driveway um, and, it, and it was, you know, say in, in October, and now it's going to start getting cold. If water was in there and the water froze, it would expand the crack. So, you know, I, I, I went around to people's uh, knocked on doors and started a driveway sealing business. And all of a sudden I'm doing 15 driveways a week. And then I decided I wanted a, a higher sales ticket. So I started a heating and air conditioning business and we were stalling, installing furnaces and air conditioning systems. So um, that led me to actually drop out of college because I'm a junior in college, University of Cincinnati. I was a had 25 employees and um, six trucks and, and going to school and I just couldn't do it all. How, at, how old were you at that time? So, um, well, I was a junior in college, so it would have been maybe 21, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I was, I call it my curiosity uh, phase. Oh, you know, I, I say that, you know, young entrepreneurs, they don't know what they want to do. Um, put yourself into a curiosity overload, right? And, and, and see if you can come <laughs> up with, with your next idea, your next business or, you know, because, you know, interestingly enough, I went down the path of heating and air conditioning, but it was a very heavy service business. I realized I didn't want to be in that business. So, so fortunately, I only did that for, you know, less than three years and then sold it to one of my employees. So ended up getting into, you know, the infomercial business eventually. But, um, you know, I think having a mentor is, is key. And, you know, I call that in today's world, that's why people go on Shark Tank. They look for a mentor. Yeah. So I, it, that's how I came up with the title of the new book I'm working on called Put a Shark in Your Tank. It's like, you know, what's that all about? It's like, hey, you know, my father was the shark in my tank that was giving yeah. advice on being an entrepreneur. And people come on Shark Tank to get a shark in their business, in their tank. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm doing with 
uh, the the new book, and it you know it's been an exciting uh, run yeah. the last few. Yeah, years. Yeah, no, it is, and we're going to jump more in the book too as well, and everything we're doing together, which has been crazy to see what we've done in a short period of time. The big thing I wanted you to talk about is curiosity overload. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we see all the shiny objects and we want to take up all these different things. But at the end of the day, you can only do so much. So what would you say to the young entrepreneurs out there that have all these ideas and are trying to start all these things? What's your advice to them to try to stay focused and to get through that and try to focus on one core area? Well, the curiosity overload concept is it's the the recommendation there is to use that to find what you want to focus on. Okay. So, so I, you know, I always, you know, I always say that event, you know, at that point, then you need to drill deep. Right. So, um, you know, so I, you know, I, I attend a lot of trade shows. I mean, young entrepreneurs convention, what a great time that's going to be. I'm looking forward to being there. And, and these are the kinds of things that I did. This is, I was at a convention with a group of entrepreneurs when we decided to start the entrepreneurs organization, right? Young yeah. entrepreneurs. And so Michael Dell was hanging around and Neil Balter, who had owned the California closet company. And you know, this, this is when you, when you are out there moving and shaking, meeting people, attending, like in today's world, I go to chambers of commerce meetings. I go to um, meetup groups. I go to, you know, I, I speak quite a bit. I'm, you know, I'm going to be at Auburn University on April 22nd doing a something called Tiger Cage. It's like a shark tank for the tigers at Auburn. And so I'm out there networking, attending trade shows, meeting lots of entrepreneurs. But it, now take yourself back to when I was in college and I was also exercising curiosity then by doing a lot of in those days, it was a little bit different. You didn't have the internet and quite as many of the opportunities you have today. But but I still was out there moving and shaking and 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 and, and shaking the trees to get the the deals right. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just for example, I went to a lot of these franchise business opportunity trade shows, and that's how I ended up becoming a business broker and. I actually got my real estate license so I could sell businesses and the real estate associated with them. So uh, after I sold my heating and air conditioning company, I would sell pizza parlors, delicatessens, flower shops, car washes, restaurants, you name it. And why did I want to do that? Because I had the books and records of 200 different businesses for sale. So I got to see the financial statements the percentages of rent and employees and food costs and all that kind of stuff. So it was a, it, it was almost like research for me to determine what do I want to do, you know, from here, from this curiosity standpoint. So, so you, I mean, you got to see all kinds of businesses then. You got the whole insight of all these different businesses. And I had, I had the books and records of 200 companies sitting on my desk and, you know, I would sell somebody a business and, um, and then I would then I would find out, well, geez, they, they cut the advertising budget completely. And I and, and then their business went down by 40 percent. And I and they, they'd come back, and say, man, business is terrible. I got to sell this company. And I'm like, what happened to your business? And I'd look at their numbers and I'd say, well, last year you spent 30 grand in advertising. The guy that owned the company this year, you got no advertising. What happened? He said, well, that was an expense I didn't think I needed. Well, huh. guess what? It just cost you your company. So, you know, so. I was, you know, I, I would see these things happening and, 
Um, and, and it was just an amazing uh, situation. So, what, what do you think your biggest takeaway, I mean, from all the businesses you worked with, what is the biggest thing you learned about different companies? They're the biggest downfalls for not having success or the, the ones that stood out that did have success. What did they well, have different? In the world of small business, I think the biggest downfall for companies was they someone would buy a business and they would just think, hey, it's 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 I'm buying an existing business. The customer base is what it is, and I'm just going to operate the business. They weren't focused on getting new customers, number one. And then secondly, how do you sell more products to your existing customers? And and just to give you a good example, I used to, the, the house I had before the home I have today, I, I had a, a 12,000 square foot home on the water and all this crazy stuff. And and I used to have to get my carpets cleaned every single month. So Stanley Steamer was on a on a monthly continuity of coming to clean my carpets. And one day an entrepreneur knocked on my door and he said, hey, look, I've got an offer for you. He said, I not only clean carpets, but I if, if, if you let me clean your carpets, and I think this guy used to work for Stanley Steamer because he huh. knew that I did a lot of carpet cleaning. I had these beautiful white carpets, right? He said... If you get every time you get your carpets cleaned, I'll clean all the grout and all your tile in your kitchen and this and that for free. And so I'm like, wow, I switched over. Right. So it's like, you know, here's a guy that is out focused on getting new customers and adding other profit centers to his business. Right. He's not just cleaning carpets, but now he's doing tile and grout and this and that. So you can't just sit and. You, you know, I always I say this: if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. So you know, yeah. you've got to step up the game, go for the gusto, build the business. Amen to that. That's so true. I like saying that as well because if you don't make changes and go get out there and do different things, you're not going to make it big like you want to. And these kids out there that I speak to, is the thing is, if you want something big in life, you have to keep pushing yourself and growing, and expanding on what you already know, and trying to scare yourself sometimes. Which is good. Yeah. So you did that business, and I know that's, I mean, kind of what led you in the infomercial business. And people that don't know about the infomercial business, I mean, how you got into it, tell them how that came about. So it is a quick little story I'll, I'll tell you because, you know, I said here I was exercising all this curiosity and I was going to a lot of trade shows as a business broker. I had to go to the flower shows and, and the restaurant shows and, you know, I'm home and garden shows because I'm selling a lot of different businesses in different industries. And I was watching a guy at, a, at one of the trade shows. He was cutting through a Coca-Cola can with a knife. And then he went to a muffler and a pair of sneakers and a hammerhead. And, and he was selling the Ginsu knife set. And so make a long story short, you know, I'm watching this, this master salesman selling this knife and he was amazing. And so um, people were attacking him with money when he was done. And yeah. that's when the light bulb went off for me. I, I said, here's a guy, his name is Arnold Morris. He was doing 40 trade trade shows a year and, and working really literally in front of 10 people at a time all day long. And that's when the light bulb went off. I said, what if I turned the camera on, captured that pitch? And as it turned out, Discovery Channel had just launched, but they were only an 18-hour-a-day network. So I went to Discovery and said, that six hours a day that you have that's that's dark, let me put a show up and see what happens. And 
So, you know, I, I, we called it a show. It wasn't, no one even, the term infomercial didn't even exist. So, um, it was, we called them long form documercials. Okay. They were, <laughs> you know, uh, they were like documentary commercials. Right. And so, so I, I filmed Arnold Morris selling the knife and that went on. That was, you know, this was the beginning of the, of the, of the pitch industry on TV and it was just unbelievable. So, so, you know, it was kind of being at the right place at the right time for me seeing and meeting Arnold, but it's because I was exercising my curiosity by doing all these trade shows that I even ran into him. So, you know, it's, you know, it, it's important that um, you, you, you kind of create your own um, lucky opportunities as, as it was called. Right. Yeah, so you get in the infomercial industry, and you've you've taken over is it five hundred products to market, uh, probably even more, um, and millions of dollars, billions of dollars in sales. On all the products you've been introduced to, and the celebrities you worked with, I guess what would be um, the products you learned the most from? And I, also, what did you look for? Like, what what did you see the difference between a successful product or a dud? So the the best kind of products today. And, you know, if, if you think about the industry, the Greg Renker, Gutty Renker created a very powerful business because when you order proactive, you know, the skincare, oh, product, yeah. it's a billion dollar brand. Why? Because people consume it and they order it again. The average customer stays on that for six to eight turns, six to eight shipments. OK, so he sells something you know, up front for thirty nine dollars, but then he he's shipping it six to eight times So do the math. It's not a $39 sale. It's a $250 sale, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, so that's, that's you know, the, the smartest marketers figure out how to get continuity. So, like, even when we would do something with Tony Little, and it's a fitness product, we would try to create continuity. We would sell fat burners or weight loss products. Or, as you see, Tony now, you know, I mean, I, I found Tony, did his first infomercial, and that went on to do... You know, the couple that we did with Tony, we started in the in the in the early 90s and into the 2000s. Um, done, we've done over a billion dollars with Tony from the Ab Isolator to the to the Target training to the original Gazelle, et cetera. Right. So but you got to create continuity. And like Tony sells bison burgers and and bison steaks and and massage products. And, you know, he's a whole fitness and health guru. And, you know, we all know Forbes Riley, you know, Forbes has leveraged itself also to continue to sell continuity. So, you know, it costs a lot of money to get a customer. How do you sell that customer more products? And that's kind of where the future is now. And that's one of the beauties of having the internet and targeted, you know, and, and uh, distribution, because once you get somebody's niche, you now, you know, I'm selling a, a, a product called iGrow. It's a, it's a helmet that grows hair. And iGrow is, it's, it's someone that's, that's either got thinning hair or balding or whatever. But now we know they buy the initial product. We've got shampoos and we've got conditioners and brushes and all kinds of other things we can sell. So it's, that's it's, it's getting the product out there. And then also, like you said, selling to your existing customers. And that's what exactly. people need to learn to do, sell to your existing group. Because once they give you money once, I mean, they're comfortable and they're more likely to give you money again. Exactly. So you get it, you're doing the infomercial business and you've, you've obviously had more products than probably anybody pitched to you. Well, then Shark Tank came along. And that's, I mean, 
everybody. And I, I just said the other day, somebody said, weren't you on Shark Tank? I had done Shark Tank casting call, got a lot of publicity. I rode that wave and I didn't even get on Shark Tank. But everybody thinks Shark Tank. If I had a dollar for every time to say, you're going to go on Shark Tank. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, the amount of people that come up to you and just when we hung out a couple weekends ago, everybody was going up to you, pitching their ideas and everything else. Well, first, how did this Shark Tank even come about? I mean, how did you get on that show? And then I want to tell the audience, and everybody wants to know, what that experience was like. Yeah. So, I mean, it. So uh, one of the things, and I have a book that um, How to Become a Key Person of Influence that came out uh, in the last year, and it you know became an international bestseller. And and there's five steps to becoming a key person of influence. And so I, you know, when I first got the phone call from Mark Burnett's office, Mark Burnett, you know, he and I are talking and he's like, Hey, Kevin, I've got this new show I'm doing. And, um, you know, I've been reading about you. And when I finally met with him, um, and, 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 and I'll tell you a little bit about that, Mark, you know, I asked him, how, how did you get to me, Mark? And, and I'll tell that story in just a second. But, you know, Mark said to me, Hey, um, Kevin, you know, I'm doing this new show. And I said, Mark, you do that, that survivor show. Right. And he said, yep. Yes. He says, that's one of my big hits. And, you know, he also does the voice and, you know, et cetera. So I said to Mark, um, well, what's this? You want me to, he wanted me to come out to LA. I said, what's this new show called? And he said, the new show that I'm doing is called Shark Tank. And so I said, Hey, Mark, that sounds interesting. But I said, you know, I know what you do to those people on Survivor on the <laughs> island. I'm not sure I want to be involved in something called Shark Tank, right? So, you know, he's like, oh, no, no, it's, it's a business show, Kevin. So, you know, it's it, that was kind of funny because, you know, it's, it, it, I, I, I then was sitting with Mark and I said, Mark, the Shark Tank is, so tell me how it works. He's like, so there's going to be five of you sharks at the front of the room and there's a curtain in, in front of you. And many times they would put a curtain in front of us. So there's a, imagine a curtain in front of you and um, someone's going to walk out, an inventor, an entrepreneur with a business, an idea, a service. They're looking for cash. And they're going to they're gonna get three to five minutes to pitch. And you're going to get three to five minutes to make your mind up on whether you're going to invest in their idea. So I said, I love it. It's great. Uh, the other component is you're going to negotiate against the sharks to get the deal. So that's where it becomes a shark infested situation, <laughs> right? So I said, Mark, I've been doing that exactly what you described at that point. This is like going back now eight years ago. I've been doing that for more than 25 years, Okay, you know, investing in people's ideas because, you know, I go to trade shows. I meet with people. They pitch me. I decide whether I'm going to invest or not. Right. So that's how I've, I've done over 500 of these deals over the last number of years. So anyway, bottom line is um, it. I said to Mark, how did you find me? And he said, Kevin, you know, my first book was called Act Now, How I Turn Ideas into Million Dollar Products. Great book. But I was raising my profile and I was doing a lot of radio talk shows and then I was featured in trade journals and I was on a couple TV shows. And so when you raise your profile, which is part of the five-step process of becoming a key person of influence, you're exposing yourself not just to the local community, but guess what? To the Mark Burnett's of the world, right? I mean, I was doing radio shows in L.A., Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Tampa, where I'm from. But, you know, but these things then were put into distribution and then stories got written and then national TV shows came along. And so Mark said, I keep seeing you everywhere I turn. So I was a key person of influence. That's how I got on the show. So 
Anyway, it, it's, it was what, a great story. What is the five, just quickly, what are the five uh, components for a key person influence? Because I actually just did a podcast show on that because of everything you had been talking about. I'm like, I, I, I've seen the power of it. What are the five steps? Yeah, so so the first thing that, that I say, you know, we've already talked about it, you know, and it, this isn't necessarily in the right order, but, you know, you raise your profile, right? So that's, that's very important. You also, um, you, you need to, um, you, you need to create beautiful partnerships. Okay. Yeah. So think about it, but you know, you, you know, I've partnered with home shopping network. I've partnered with sprint, you know, and when you form partnerships, you leverage your credibility and the credibility of the big partner that you might be uh, joining also. So it, it actually, when you go back to the actual steps, I say that, you know, the first step is actually creating a perfect pitch because you, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you don't have a pitch, you're not going to, you're not going to leverage partnerships. You're not going to raise your profile because you got to be able to get on shows and, and all of that. Right. So, um, you know, so I, I also, I've already talked about one of the other ones, which is this, this whole curiosity, um, overload kind of thing. So, so you have to, you know, so the bottom line is you got to expose yourself to a lot of opportunities through curiosity. You got to, when you, when you get these opportunities, you've got to have a great pitch and then you've got to be able to, um, to then leverage those pitches into great partnerships. Now, once you form these partnerships, raise your profile, and then you also need to be able to, um, to, to raise the capital around your idea because um, you don't have to have money. And I always tell people, don't worry about having a pile of cash. If you are smart, I mean, look at today's world of crowdfunding. Is it, you know, that's, you know, yeah. a big business that you're involved with, right? So if you got a smart idea, um, you can definitely, you know, go out there, take your pitch with your profile, with your partnership and go raise some capital. Around, it's, right? And it's changing the whole industry. And we're going to, and that's after the, my next question, we'll go into your book and uh, what's going to happen with that and how we've been working together. But quickly, everybody wants to know the big question. What does it take to get a deal on Shark Tank? <laughs> so, okay. I mean, look, it's, it, it, the first thing I say is you got to have a good pitch, okay? And, you know, it, make it short, make it sweet. Um, also, this is the, I'll give you the biggest secret, right? Um, most people don't focus on the shark. They focus on themselves. So they come on the show thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, it's me, 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 my business, my business. I need money. Um, I've got the greatest business. You know, they're, they're too focused on themselves as opposed to what is it going to take to get the shark to write the check? So what you have to do is almost put yourself on the other side. So yeah. you're coming out to pitch, but imagine you're listening to the pitch and, you know, why will you, you know, why would you write a check? So when somebody comes out and says, look, Kevin, I've got a product and I think this might be for you. And this is what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to give you the rights to this. I'm willing to let you take all the profits until you get your money back. And then we're going to be partners in some fashion. You know, they're thinking about me that, you know, hey, that's, you know, that's a pretty cool opportunity here to be able to get all my money back first. You know, this person's not looking for a big salary and, and a situation about me, me, me. They're thinking about the shark, right? So 
you know, I mean, think about how do you get the shark enticed to want to be that, you know, be your partner, right? And, and that's the best part. And that leads into the book and to for put a shark in your tank. And the thing is, when you have a shark in your tank, it changes everything. And quite honestly, I've seen just working with you what it's like to work with a shark. It makes you work faster. It makes you think on a whole new level. I mean, it makes you much better and pushes you farther than you thought you could do, which is amazing. So talk about, I mean, we're going to launch your book, your new book, Put a Shark in Your Tank on Indiegogo on April 23rd. What's that book going to talk about? So the book is is really about um, what having a shark can do f- for you, okay? And um, I'm actually collaborating, you know, you know, with with all of the entrepreneurs out there that want to have a chapter in my book. So so they're going to be able to um, to join me in writing the content of this book because when 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 we put a shark in somebody's tank we supercharge their business it's like a it's like having a a, a super mentor yeah. uh, in your business right so um you know that's people come on shark tank for two reasons number 1 they're looking for cash money investment number 2 they're looking for a shark in their tank right yeah. to be able to open the rolodex right so think about this. I've been an entrepreneur for 40 years. I've traveled, you know, 100 countries. I've launched products in 100 plus countries. I've, I've manufactured products in every category you can think of from, from housewares, hardware, fishing, golf, beauty, pets, health, etc. right? And so I've got a lot of great contacts. I'm, I've, I launch into, into retail distribution, into global distribution. I've got a Rolodex to choke a horse. So, <laughs> so when people come in and I put my shark in their tank, they're going to benefit from all of that. So it also, it's, it, imagine a fish tank with a lot of fish in it and the shark in there keeping those fish energized and alert because they don't want to get eaten alive, right? So that, it's sort of like having this mentor that on a daily basis is there to give you ideas and, and, and focus on you know, on helping you build your business. So put a shark in your tank is going to take people to the next step. Yeah. And you know what I love about this, this, what we're doing is on Indiegogo, raising money and uh, putting people into this. So basically the crowd can help you create the book and we get real life entrepreneurs in this book to share their experiences. And then you recap and put your actual personal feedback, your mentorship into what they're doing. So it's a genius idea what we're doing here. And we're launching this uh, on uh, April 23rd, live from Young Entrepreneur Convention, Put a Shark in Your Tank. Anybody who wants to sign up to be a part of the book, just go to putasharkinyourtank.com. And from the event, you're coming to Young Entrepreneur Convention in Des Moines, Iowa. Just quickly let the audience know, I mean, what are they going to get beyond meeting you and also getting the chance that day to get a little bit of strategy session with you? What are they going to learn from you at the event? So, I mean, I, I, number one, I, I dive deep on, the, on the, the, the five steps to becoming a key person of influence because a lot of, a lot of people, they, they're, they're, they're at a point in their life where they're trying to decide, you know, where to go, what to do, et cetera. So I, I try to help you, um, even if, if, if you're not ready to make a decision, how to load up your, um, your arsenal to, to get more opportunities to look at. So I'm going to, I'm going to help you exercise that curiosity. I'm going to help you build your profile. And, and I dive deep on that, but I also, um, you know, I, I, I go back to when, 
when I was a young entrepreneur and I, you know, now I'm an old entrepreneur, okay, because I'm going to be 60 this coming year. And so I've been an entrepreneur for more than 40 years. So um, I, I go back to the days when, when I needed, you know, that advice, like from my father and I have mentors in all parts of my life. So um, I think that, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, is that, um, I, you know, I'm going to be looking at the, this is going to be a, a younger you know, uh, entrepreneurial convention. So I'm, I'm going to be looking to, to bring some, some, some of the folks under my wings. I'm actually not only going to be keynoting, but I'm going to be on the floor itself. Um, you know, I know we've got like a booth at the show there, Brandon, yeah. where I'll be hanging out. So I'll be, you know, one of the beauties and what I really love to do is, you know, when I'm on Shark Tank, um, you know, I shot 175 segments on Shark Tank. I was in front of, there was 16 cameras Four, four other sharks and some one person pitching, but that was it. I didn't, I wasn't sitting there in front of a live studio audience and, you know, yeah, there's millions of people watching, but it was very limited the amount of people that we touched. And that's why coming to Young Entrepreneurs Convention is going to be so cool because I think you've got close to a thousand people yeah. coming and I'm going to be able to, to meet with and talk to and high five you know, all of these people while I'm there. So, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun and excitement. And just I'm going to share some stories about Shark Tank, some of the lessons I learned. One of the other big things, I'm going to talk about some of my failures because not everything that I've done has worked. And, uh, you know, I say that two out of three of the deals that I get involved with and products that I do actually don't work. So, um, you know, it's and it's, that and that's a good thing. I mean, failures from- failures big, and I know you got to go here, but I I just want to quickly so the audience knows because we have a, a pitch competition, elevator pitch competition, over thirty thousand dollars worth of value in the prizes. What's your advice for anybody that's going to get to the final round and be able to pitch in front of you, a real shark? What's your advice to them? Well, um, you know, I think on the first of all, rehearse your pitch, okay? Because I, you know, the one thing I, I'm I'm okay with when people. I uh, get all flustered. I don't beat them up, but you know, some sharks do. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Wonderful loves to, you know, give, give them a little hassle. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I say, don't just try this the first time. Have it, have your pitch short and sweet. Start with an attention getting problem. Okay. I want, you know, what do sharks look for? They look for, a, they look for a problem. And then they look for a a business that solves the problem in a unique fashion such that there's no other product, service, or business that is already solving that problem in a similar fashion. Okay, I'll say that one more time. If you have, if you can start with a problem and be succinct and get my attention, start with an attention getting problem. Now, give me a business or a service that solves that problem in a unique fashion such that no other product, business, or service solves that problem in a similar fashion. And that is going to get my attention, okay? Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody in Des Moines, Iowa, April 23rd. Um, you've done an amazing job pulling it all together, Brandon. Congratulations. Thank and, you. you know, thanks for having me today. Yeah, hey, Kevin, thank you so much for on the show, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on April 23rd. And for everybody else out there, looking forward to seeing you at the event. And you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.
Well, now that you know all the tricks and trades from Kevin Harrington himself, I'm sure you'll be a lot more prepared for giving your next pitch or anything in business, especially if we're going to do any kind of pitch competition. He went through a lot of great stuff. I mean, he knows his stuff. He's had over 50,000 people pitch to him for products. I mean, he's seen it all. And he is a legend in his industry and everything he has done. And I am just so excited to have him at Young Entrepreneur Convention. I know I've been talking about this a lot. And everybody out there, I mean, wherever you're at, wherever in the country, in the world, come to this event. It's in Des Moines, Iowa. April 22nd and 23rd. April 22nd is a Friday. Next Friday, what we're going to have is uh, social networking drinks and a fashion show. Doors open at 6 o'clock. The uh, event gets done at 10. That's in uh, the Varied Industries building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds in Des Moines, Iowa. There's more on our website, Young Entrepreneur Convention, for details on that. Um, But also, Saturday is a full-day event. Uh, speakers from all the country coming. You can check up the line out at our on our website, and you're gonna get the chance to pitch to a, a real shark. How often do you get this opportunity? So I urge you, if you have an idea, yesterday alone we had seven people sign up uh, for the pitch competition. If you have an idea, come to this event. You can pitch to a real shark. You get an opportunity of a lifetime. And the pledge levels are worth over thirty thousand dollars, or I mean the reward levels uh, for winning the competition. So there's a lot of stuff in this. And if you want more details on the pledge levels or reward levels, I keep saying pledge levels, uh, go to our website, youngentrepreneurconvention.com. But the reason why I'm saying pledge levels is we're also launching Kevin's newest book, Put a Shark in Your Tank, live from the event on Indiegogo. And there's going to be some opportunities only people at the event are going to get in on, like get to work with Kevin that day. No joke. He's doing this and because, I mean, he's a book launch and it's a great opportunity for you. And he wants to blow this up and there's a lot of great things we're doing for it as well. So get to Des Moines, Iowa. If you don't know where it's at, look it up on the map. Des Moines, Iowa, April 22nd and 23rd. Come see me. Come see Kevin Harrington. Come see John Lee Dumas, Jeff Hoffman, Ken, Ken Shamrock. We have people from all over the country coming. You're going to learn so much. The networking alone, this is going to be a mastermind like you've never believed. You've read the book, like I said, Think and Go Rich. Talk about the mastermind group. This is it. You want to take your business and lifestyle to the next level. This is your opportunity. Get to Des Moines, Iowa. I want to see you there. I am stoked. I am pumped. Together, we're going to create something awesome. So I will see you all soon. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.